Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. The shark has not gotten us. We are back March 17th. You know where I'm supposed to be today, Knut? No. Where are you? Mallorca, Spain. Well, you know, too bad for them that you're not there. I am definitely living down. The uh, the interesting thing about it is booking dot com. Yeah, I was I was I was going to let the hotel because I know the hotel's hurting. I actually was going to let the hotel keep the deposit and uh, just uh, my little bit of uh, of goodwill. To That's the world. nice of you. And then booking dot com sent me a link and said, like you know it's all through booking dot so I had no choice. I took the uh, refund and then I called the uh, <laughs> I called the owner of the hotel. I said I'll be back. I promise you. Oh, that's so, very, That's very nice of you. So screw booking. Yeah. <laughs> um, then a funny thing happened to me. Really funny. You'll get this story. So I'm I'm doing a hike with Ellen this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, do I look good? You look fantastic. Yeah. Much better than yesterday. <laughs> so gorgeous day out, warm outside, virus free. I think in the heat, and just total Howard. So I walk up, got my headphones on, listening to the podcast with uh, Phil Perlman. Funny, but I mean, he was great, Perlman. I mean, people don't know who he is, but I think he just is very soothing in terms of his understanding of the market. Anyways, I call Sean. I'm thinking about putting on a trade this morning. It was going well. I called Sean, uh, Chicago Sean. Remember Chicago Sean? No. Boulder Sean. Uh, Sean McLaughlin from StockTwits. Anyways, he oh, ran, yeah. ran Community Forever, and then we put him in a padded room. Because that's what happens when you run the streams. <laughs> and then he just barks at the moon. But I, I called him just to check in on him, see if the if he needed the belt loosened up around his, uh, around his uh, forehead. And it's just funny. We were talking about the market, and he's a options guy. And we were talking about the VIX. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm walking with Ellen, and I get back to our house, and I lie down to do some of my push-ups after and sit-ups. And uh, it was my neighbor's house, so they come running out because they just see me lying down on their ground doing weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I literally haven't met this neighbor. I'm like the hermit that's never met his neighbor. And they come, they've never met me. There's, there's some <laughs> vagrant lying in their lawn. Like they think I'm dying in their lawn because that's what it looks like when I do sit-ups. <laughs> do they call 911 or what? No, but they come out. I got my head. They're yelling at me. I got my AirPods. I don't know who. I thought they were at my house. I was like, get off my lawn. Meanwhile, I'm at their house because all the houses look alike in this community. And Sean's on the phone the whole time going, this is exactly what it was like working for you. So that was my morning. Anyways, we've got uh, Stuart Sop. And Sop, you said, means? Mushroom in Norwegian. In in Norwegian. And I think he's Australian. So we're going to get to the bottom of this. He runs a neobank. Very fast growing. So I thought it would be impor- interesting during this panic to talk to someone who's dealing with uh, young people's money. Not at scale. I mean, not, eh, maybe at scale now. We're going to find a little about his business. Great domain, current.com. Uh, in, the, in the same category as chime.com, which we talked about the other day. But I have a small personal investment in current.com. So fuck everybody else in the industry. We're promoting things that matter to Howard <laughs> Linzen, Howard Capital A Linzen. Right? So we're going to get Stuart on the phone. But first, Coifin. Uh, is uh, going to talk about Coifin, one of our portfolio companies. Uh, right now, I've got it open. If you want to track and analyze what's happening in the current market turmoil, 
Coifin is a great product. It's a web-based platform that lets you analyze stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, and other assets all in one place. I use it every day. Like I said, it's open right now. I'm not having a horrible day, uh, according to all the green on my screen. Uh, that could change in an hour. Coifin has a ton of high-quality data, powerful functionality, and a clean interface. And the best part, it's free. Canute, free. That's fantastic. How do you say free in Norwegian? Gratis. Gratis. You can sign up at... <laughs> this is a gratuitous swear word. Uh, you can sign up at koifin.com. That's K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. And now we're going to get Stuart Sop on the phone. What's up, Sop? Here we go. I'm sure he hasn't heard that ever. You never know. Soppy? Stewie? Hi. Yeah, AirPods take about two seconds to connect. Sup, sop. You've never heard that. Either. Hello. Sup, sop. What's up? Sup, sop. The, uh, welcome to Panic with Friends. Thank you. You're the first foreigner. Thanks, You're the first foreigner. Where are you from? Easy, easy. Well, I live in New York, I but I'm English and I'm married to an American, but I lived in Australia with Deutsche Bank, City, Singapore, Morgan Stanley, Hong Kong, Morgan Stanley, New York, and, and it's those guys, they're responsible for bringing me to these beautiful shores of America. And did you, when you lived in the UK, did you have a dentist? Is that a room? Is that like a, a wives' <laughs> tale that you people don't brush No, your teeth? well, you... Well, I mean, I'm going way back. Which you, you, you <laughs> free healthcare, so to fuck our free, teeth. Free, <laughs> so free healthcare costs a lot, but at least we have it. Yes. And so Ooh, dental, well, you dig first. Mm-hmm. So dental appointments come a little bit after some of the, uh, the, the more stressful stuff, stuff that people need to see. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Doctor, yeah, yeah. So, no, but yes, I did have a dentist and I wore braces, unfortunately, which was deeply troubling for everyone. And uh, you're married to an American woman, so you are legal like me. Yes, I pay. I'm a green card holder. I haven't, I haven't converted to to vote. Not I lost my green card. Anymore. Let me tell you, do not lose your green card in in a Trump presidency. <laughs> I'm going on one year of hell. And my fault, completely <laughs> my just, fault. <laughs> I lost it in the UK on the way to a dentist. Surprisingly, well, no, you, I'm kidding, <laughs> but I did lose it in the UK. <laughs> Oh man! Well, you travel a lot. So that I travel sense. a lot. It's like glued to my body. I have all this. I have a whole system, yeah. so I didn't lose it, and I lost it after. I've had it for Jeez. like fifteen, twenty years. And the most interesting story about losing my my green card was you know, calling a lawyer from London, and um, my uh, an old friend in Toronto was a big time uh, immigration attorney. Mm-hmm. I flew back through Toronto, and they made me drive to Buffalo, and the. And they were so mad at me at Buffalo. It was, it was, it, they were so mad at me. It's like, why aren't you an American citizen here? Why haven't you done, you know, finished, you know, what's wrong with America? And I'm like, chill the fuck out. I don't know any of this stuff. I pay my taxes. I'm kind of clueless. I'm embarrassed I lost my card. But man, they were, they were not happy. Not happy? Yeah. But this is not a podcast about me, so I apologize. But uh, so this is all you now. Stuart Sop, you, no. you found a company called Current.com. We're going to get in. This, this show is about panic sure. with friends. So tell first people a little bit about Current.com, which is a neobank, and explain that, and then give them a little background of your trading and currency, et cetera, history. Absolutely. So um, started Current about five years ago now. We, um, we basically, the elevator pitches, we bank people without much money. Um, as you know, Banks kind of depend 
on uh, deposits. Can you, can you, you should open an account. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's kind of their thing. <laughs> so, so, so they're deposit machines that they go and lend it out to other people and they take the spread. Pretty easy business model. But what that has done, maybe inadvertently, has left that large section of America, 80, 130 million, depending on how you want to count it, uh, people who even in aggregate, don't have much deposit. So what banks have done is given overdraft fees, fixed fees, and they've done all these little sneaky things to get them an effective interest rate. And now what that has meant is that it's very expensive to be poor or living paycheck to paycheck. Now, what we did, we spent two years from 2015 to 2017 building our own banking core. Insane thing to do. I think we met just after there. Um, was I a seed investor or was I past that? You were just after seed, yeah. You were, you were early days. Okay. You were early. Um but you uh, hadn't yeah. built. We uh, met so randomly. So random. I don't know how we met. Somebody uh, introduced it. Then it I ran into it at a dinner the same day. That was it. It was meant to be. That's where we took uh, the the the, the plans plans line. It was Garrett Camp, the co-founder of Uber. He gave right. us, uh, gave me the first few million dollars. Maybe he, yep. introduced us. Because I knew um, Yeah. Okay. That that I think that's what it was. Okay. Uh, he's doing. He's done very well in, in his. In yeah. His, lucky. Lucky. His building. Like it's all luck. Lightning all struck luck. 15 times in a row for him. Yeah, but good luck getting to 20. That's what I said. <laughs> first 15 are easy. First, first, 15. first 15 billion dollar ideas are easy. So, right. uh, so, so he can't. How did you meet Garrett to, to fund Current? Because the domain's great. How much did the Current.com cost you? I'll refrain because it's a little okay. embarrassing. Okay. But um, at, at the time, was... it didn't seem embarrassing. I'm sure. It, no, because I felt like a direct-to-consumer brand, and it wasn't Garrett. Actually, he didn't own this one, but he okay. does own other other ones that are very okay. good. And he has a, you know, he has that history and uh, hallmark. But um, current in Amer in England, the current account is a checking account. And being ah. English in New York, and I was like, oh, I don't want all these stupid checks. Um, let's call it current, and no one owns that, you know, that uh, IP over here, that sort of trademark. So um, we went there. It was actually current TV, Al Jazeera. Um, and Al Gore is Al Gore's uh, current TV. Huh. We got off him. Huh? Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. So, so you, you raised you raised the two million from uh, the fake billionaires, the lucky billionaires at uh, <laughs> Garrett Camp. He's Canadian, by the way. From I think I, I, I interviewed yeah. him in right. Calgary one time on stage in front of four hundred people. Yeah. It was before Uber. I think it was like oh no i think it was like right as uber was starting and he had just sold that other company and bought it back oh the yes, serendipity kind of surfing company the web surfing yeah uh, anyway senior that moment senior we're moment. getting old so so yeah. you you find him how for current.com yeah so a, a chap called joe marchese oh and that's who was at our who, dinner who joe slept, that was who was at our dinner on that his night. Couch. yeah that night yeah. i couldn't get a, a, a room on hotels tonight yeah. because the espn right. models festival was in new york and he goes well you can come stay at my house and then i had to right. take an ambient at a stranger's house and go to bed <laughs> I mean, that was Classic pretty cool Canadian moment. <laughs> yeah so he gave me a room when no one he was a pretty cool guy yeah and actually i'm an investor in human still. ventures now so it all goes around Oh, there we go. Yeah, there. It's all karma. He's uh, he's a great guy, and his team's great. Um, they've been with us from from the beginning too. Okay. Um, so so yeah. So we we talked to all those people and said, look, there's a technology problem first. Meaning, there's a lot of archaic infrastructure out there that banks are using that's very expensive to run, and effectively they can't um, profitably serve a large part of America. So we go and build this technology. Um, we skew young. We, we launched a sub-18 product and an 18 to 35 product. Yes. Basic banking, focused on liquidity management. Mm -hmm. um, 
and a, a materially lower cost uh, uh, to service. And so that's enabled us to grow like wildfire uh, over the last two or three years. Right. Um, yeah, and, we've and, hit... Um, and there's just a lot of noise in the space, correct? There is. So, of course, with the marketers and the finance buyers and all these B2B guys who came through and API'd um, the, the, the banking infrastructure. So anyone you know with a moderate degree of of competency in, in engineering can now on the surface look like they're setting up a bank because they can get a debit card and all that stuff and all the all the tough stuff is held somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now, the, re- the real problem is when you rip the cover off of a majority of those businesses, they're actually pretty bad because all the value is obviously extracted from those third parties. Mm-hmm. And so it's very hard to scale without actually building something. And you've been at, I mean, own. this is not an overnight success and you're still in the grind. It's been five years. How much have you yeah. raised now in total? Uh, 40 something, $5 million. We're probably going to see when, uh, when it's never been easy. I've been like, it's been a grind for you from day one, right? Yeah. You've definitely, it's tough. It's a tough business. Yeah, it's tough. And, and, and you've spoken at Stocktoberfest. You've, you've believed in this neobank idea for a long time. It's huge in Europe and now it's really catching on in the United States. Correct. That's right. I think I was a little early to the game. Um, and also, if you're going to patent, do patent recognition of founders and stuff, I don't really fit the bill, right? So ex-banker, I'm not yeah. American. Or, yeah, yeah ex-banker. They hate bankers over on the West Coast. They most of them, you know, tried to get into Goldman and got turned down. Right. And then I'm English, plus I've got a beard and long hair and a yeah. funny accent. And like, yeah, you all checked sudden, all the boxes this, for me. This... <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because you've yeah. only got one investment. Yeah. So <laughs> the the... And so, what are we seeing today? The, the, is, are you at a hundred thousand uh, users yet? Accounts? Is well, still... I got news for you. We're we're like almost ten x from that. So we'll we'll make an announcement in about three weeks. One thousand uh, air canoe. It's amazing. Yeah, bit, bang the gong. Bit more. There. Could be another yeah. winner. The um, so a million. But it's really growing because I just introduced you to Frank. Yeah. My friend Frank Pato, who was a Radius Bank guy. And they just sold to London Club. He's amazing. So I'm going to get him on their show. He's but great. his energy is insane. He knows so much about fintech. Right? There's so many people who know stuff about fintech that aren't famous, you know, but are like behind yes. the scenes and, yes. you know, know the pipes and have been doing fintech deals back, like ancient technology. And they're out there. And they're in, and was he helpful at all, Frank? He Well, oh, I had two steak dinners with him. So he was he's supremely helpful for my waistline. Um, yeah, he and likes him. Immensely enjoyed his. He immensely enjoyed his company. But um, yeah, he's no. He's been very helpful. A so, lot of the value is in the back end. Yeah, you know that's where the real value is. And and some of these guys, like you mentioned, have been in the PE game for thirty, you know, forty years. Have been cranking out billion dollar deals without anyone knowing. And so current today, what's the average customer look like? Over eighteen or under eighteen now? Over eighteen. So average customer is twenty six years old, working uh-huh. at Walmart or oh, Amazon. Got it. Uber, Lyft. Uh-huh. Um, living in Atlanta, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Orlando, L.A., Dallas. And why do you think that is based on your marketing or based on just the viral coefficients around this product or what? It's based on with with fundamentally so we're solving a fundamental problem, which is expensive banking, expensive to be poor or lower income, and and youthful, right? So you don't have a savings or a buffer or an investments to really to really draw upon. So um, if you're working in the service sector economy, 
Uh, banks don't work for you. They're closed when you can um, when you get off work. Uh, we have twenty four seven chat and support uh-huh. um, and, and calling. Uh-huh. Um, they we do liquidity management, meaning we'll pay your paycheck two to four days early. We'll also do gas hold crediting. So if you're driving for Uber, use your debit card at the at the pump. It withholds seventy five dollars for one or two days. We don't do that. We we, we credit that back. Uh-huh. We also have an overdraft facility of twenty five dollars. So all of a sudden you've got this system that enables you to sort of be more efficient with the capital that you do have. Um, and, and, and it's, it's always on. It's not really closing out on bank holidays and things like that when you're driving or you're serving people. And what is this audience? What's the hook that this audience wants, do you think? I don't want you to give away a secret in case competitors are listening. What, what, I, I missed your what was the killer Sorry. feature or hook or marketing, if you're allowed to share that? I don't want you to give away any secrets. Yeah. But what... What what yeah, it, what made the light go on other than time? Because you know, I was talking about Fred Wilson. He was, you know, we were talking about telehealth, and we were talking about yeah. uh, online education, and how you know it was Bitcoin, 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 and he had all these ten-year-old companies that were doing fine. But like now with this, mm. the virus, telehealth, and online education are like five Xers in the last two months, because you know. And so, what was it? Where's the hockey stick come from? You? Yeah, it's. Um uh, liquidity management, basically getting people's paycheck, the money that they've earned into their hands as quickly as possible. Because um, uh, if you get paid on a Friday, which is most people on a, on a, when they get paid hourly, paid on a Friday, we have our own tech stack. We see the file from the Fed. We don't sit on the deposits and make interest and all that stuff. We don't have any interest in that. And so we credit the file to the end user as quickly as possible, which can be a Wednesday morning. It can be a Wednesday night, Thursday morning, that kind of time. And so what that means is, is that when they've got all these um, deliverables in terms of paying their T-Mobile or their Sprint bill, very popular, or paying their friends back, they're not getting late penalties, late notices and things like that. And so there's this time value of money, getting their money in their hands as quickly as possible has been one of the biggest um, drivers. So that really plays against what banks want, right? So their KPI is to hold on to deposits as long as possible so they can monetize them. And we are like a pass-through entity whereby we're a tech tech firm, fintech firm that says, okay, let's get the money. So we're aligned with our customers and we're aligned um, and firmly against the banks. So they're not able to service this sector in, in the way that we can. And the the and in the last few months, I, I think you have to have seen. Have you seen the panic in the system? So we have seen tax refund season go ballistic for us. That was unexpected. Meaning people um, are like turned, filing early to get their refund. That's it. Yeah. So obviously, I was watching the presidential election, seeing UBI as being like a, a pretty big topic for at least some candidates. But we almost have a UBI. Um, Sorry, what's IRS, UBI? Sorry. Universal basic income. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, whereby rich, you know, the, the, the wealthier demographics sort of subsidize uh, lower income. Uh-huh. And we kind of almost have that from, from, from my data or our data, seeing that people file on the first day. Uh, they typically get refunds super quick. Um, it will happen basically the late, late February and it goes into March. And then um, sort of wealthy individuals will end up paying into the system and they'll file later or get extensions. So that seems to be the dynamic uh, of the country. Um, in terms of the panic, um, we are slightly counter-cyclical. Obviously, credit to debit is happening, so we're getting more users. We've seen a shift. Um, Got it. Without actually targeting, um, we've seen a shift of people from salaried work to gig economy work. So, um, sure, Uber, if you get I'm laid off, I guess stock. you just... But there's a lot of supply of Uber right now, probably. There is a lot of supply and probably not a lot of rides, but what you're probably seeing, and I've thought about this a little bit over the last 24 hours... Yeah, is because that Uber dipped under 20, mo- so I'm trying to think about this too, but go ahead. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think Uber's main marketing cost is the driver side. Uh So they've just got a bunch of CAC for free, right? So their marketing CAC is like, you know, they don't have any. So, um, when this all sort of comes back, I think what you have is a bunch of potentially new drivers, a bunch of Instacart people, um, DoorDashes, another big uh, employer on current. So they're um, saving cash right I, now. They're taking it in the stock price, but they're saving cash because they don't have. That's to spend. right. And can they yeah, quickly cut their spend users. that fast? Like, can they just they just go to zero right away? Is that how it would work? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because you can yeah. do the same thing at current. Because I know you imagine you go on and off the accelerator with marketing dollars. That's right. So when it comes to paid, we're very big in sort of Instagram, YouTube. We did a lot of YouTube influencers, um, and Snapchat and TikTok, believe it or not. I and it. Um, you do, yeah. Uh, when, when the average age is 20, yeah. 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, I mean, you can I'd do love that. to know how yeah. you do it. Like, what, I, you know, I've only done one TikTok. So how, how do you, do you have, <laughs> do you hire a firm to just go get the influencers for you? No, so that's that's. I guess we're getting into secret source territory. Oh, then let's but, move on. Um, but, let, but but but, I, but you're but not doing all, it directly. It's all internal. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's all, all internal. internal. Got it. Yeah. So I just yeah. think, yeah, just you know, Snapchat and TikTok have to be winners. My son lives on those two, so they have to be places. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. um, and have you noticed the so it's counter cyclical? So are you amping your marketing in a time like this? because there's more people that would be interested in this or are you cutting marketing? So I, I would say we're, we're changing the mix. Changing so the, the mix, mix okay. of, um, uh, heavily paid. If you're, if you're, if you're, you know, over your skis in, in Instagram and Facebook and the traditional sort of paid channels, mm-hmm. um, we're sort of pulling back on those because most people's attention isn't on lifestyle right now. It's on like survival. So, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. Um, but people also have comfort and trust of their influencers and people they're following. And that that's actually higher engagement right now. And so we're sort of moving our mix to the influencer stuff at this point. And um, what's the future of, you know, Square got into, they got Square Cash, a company with Venmo, they've got uh, the retail, they're getting into banking and Bitcoin and they have a broker, or not a brokerage, but they bought uh, the Australian kid that has like a API and mm-hmm. and then is is you, you Mike could, Giles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I almost invested yeah. in that company. I just couldn't get over. Yeah, he's a good friend. I, yeah, I yeah. remember chatting, and and uh, I just didn't. I thought it was there wasn't a big enough business around that yet. And then we ended up yeah. investing yeah. just recently in Alpaca, which is kind of the same Ooh. type of of idea. Okay. Um, yeah. The like in the drive wealth apex space. The um, yeah. but. The future of this is it just core, 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 or do you see this being like? Sh- can you expand into other demographics? We can um, obviously expand in other demographics. This is our wedge, and, and yeah. the reason why we've chosen it is because um, incumbent banks, who we primarily fight against, of course, there's a lot of noise in the market and other sure. other people being funded, but really that's who you're up against, and so you want to be in a place where their balance sheet doesn't really, really take effect, um, because we're always going to lose against that. So, so um, for now, you'll see us, you know, Chime, maybe Varo, the three sort of main incumbent. Oh, God, um, and Varo just spent a lot of money on a bank. Right, which I don't understand. But, like, that I'm sure they've got a good reason. But, yeah. like, I feel like that, that automatically puts you in the bank categories the last time I checked. And then yeah. your KPI is now is, is deposits and savings and you're a bank. You're a bank and the multiples change. And, and – yeah but you never know. It could be the cap table reasons. Who knows? The uh, And what do you mm-hmm. think of Lending Club buying Radius? Smart 
Not smart. Smart. I saw Scott actually just before that announcement over in San Fran, and um, they didn't I'm, pay a lot. You know, super. You didn't. Hundred. Yeah. Thought, yeah, yeah. I no, kind of thought Robinhood should buy it, that, but uh, yes, uh, based yeah. on the price that uh, I saw, I thought uh, Robinhood would have done something like that. But uh, so, yeah. so Lending Club, I thought that was an interesting acquisition for them. It's a smart buy because Regus already has sort of good, high quality deposits, and they need that. Obviously, lending business has already proved to be a very tough business, very yeah. low margin, mm-hmm. unless you're sort of full stack and you own both sides of the marketplace and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. um, which is what my point about a bank is, right? Like, you have yeah. one half of it, and, and you need the other half. And so, I think it's a very smart move for Scott. He seems extremely prudent and a great leader over there. Um, I think it, they will struggle around repurposing banks and the balance sheets because mm-hmm. regulators move slow, right? So, he's bought a bright new shiny thing, Great, great. I, the market didn't take it that well, which I thought was stupid. But um, I, I think it's a great, a great purchase. But it will take some time for that that value to come through. Yeah, maybe three I, years. I think. Well, current. I'm excited for you, man, because I know the grind, and I didn't realize it's been five years. And this Expa, I know uh, who was helping you within Expa. He just, I think, left Expa. Naveen, Naveen, yeah, Naveen co-founder left, of Foursquare. Yeah. Co-founder of Foursquare. Yeah. I become friendly with he. Um, he uh, was very uh, helpful early on with you guys because he was at Expo. Yeah, around product. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's on the board still. Great. Um, along with uh, QED Frank Frank Rotman. Who's, yeah, those guys uh, are amazing. I, I haven't met Frank well, in person, uh, but their brand is everywhere. He's amazing. Well, they're amazing. I mean, just look at them. I mean, look at yeah. the numbers. They're yeah. just crazy. Nigel yeah. Nigel Morris, co-founder Cat One. Yep. Um, Obviously, seen this all before, right? With Frank in the eighties into the nineties, and yeah. uh, how old's so, Frank? So dipping. I how old? Fifties or sixties? You think? You know, he's fifties, fifty-five yeah. maybe. Yeah. But he wow. looks he looks younger than me. I mean, uh, I, I look terrible because I'll be. Yeah, I just but, QED's yeah. just got a great fintech investing brand, and obviously they came from the banking industry. Whereas you know, I do fintech, but I didn't come from anything, so I don't. I kind of sneak around in the dark networking, but they really understand banking. So that's great that he's on the board. Yeah. I mean, the, the invaluable help from, from both Frank, who, who's, um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a legend in the space. And obviously Nigel, um, we had Nigel over the other week, he came in to do a little town hall. In the and is the office still in Soho? It is. We're about to, here's the funny thing. We're, we were just putting a deposit down for a new, bigger place, 13,000 square feet and all the rest of it. And of course, we all get hit by Corona, coronavirus. So we're just uh, we're just sort of holding our breath here because at the moment everyone's working from home. Wow! And what's so? Yeah. What's that been like? How hard is that running a uh, not regular? I guess you're not regulated, but is mm. it what what what's sort of. been the, what's been the trick? Yeah, well, we kind of regulated. So we have two issuing banks, and we get sort of audited okay. by EPs and and third parties. So we get audited like three times a year. So you, you know, we're doing our thing. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it difficult, uh, but not impossible. So we did a test about two weeks ago. I did a, a 10 p.m. Hey, everyone's working from home the next day, which was a Thursday, mm-hmm. and then we assessed the impact. This was beginning of March, and we, we went through everything and, and improved some of the process. And then we went full work from home on Friday. And so far, I know it's only day three uh, workday, but so far so good. Everyone seems to be actually two things. One is people are way more productive. Uh, at least in the initial stages, yeah. communication is going to obviously track and have yeah, the empathy levels increase. So people just actually chip mm-hmm. in. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then secondly, people, um, at least at the culture at current, 
and we have 40 people now in, in here and 50 in Manila. Um, people actually miss each other. They're, they're friends as well as work colleagues and, you know, they're just missing, uh, missing the vibe in the office. And what's Lovely, your, huh? as a global person, citizen, cause you've lived in so many places, what's your, uh, take on this panic? Cause uh, let's switch subjects. We'll probably yeah. come back to current a little bit, but you're obviously sure. interested in this from a macro slash, uh, entrepreneur slash investor hat. What you've seen panics. What's this, where's this rank? Yeah. Um, yeah. So 99, I started, uh, my, my trading career. And so what were you trading? Up to what 20, were you trading? I was a currency trader. I was initially a forward trader and then I thought that was too boring. And then I elected to go and sit on the spot trading desk, which is where all the animals sit. And then, um, I was the only one with a graduate degree for, for many years. And uh-huh. then uh, I, um, and then I, I went back into rates and, and, uh, when the most senior I hit was, Morgan Stanley Asia, Morgan Stanley, uh, obviously the later stages and, right. um, uh, and started doing some cool stuff. They're having obviously managing traders as well as, as trading yourself. Uh, but currencies, you know, you can trade from any country. Um, they're 24 six ish, you know, very interested in Bitcoin when that first came out in 2010. You really were. I was you, trading you and I were both chatting about, it. I don't fully get it, but you yeah. were really thinking about it and how it would, Yeah, you probably made some good decisions not getting heavily involved in it. So yeah, I, I went into that path after yeah. Morgan Stanley, and then I popped back back out because it was, you know, frankly too early and full of anarchist nut nut jobs. So yeah, it, it was just going to take too thing. long. Yeah, yeah, it, it will be a thing, um, and and maybe in the next five years we'll start to see some value. But at least for now, you know, this is why we started current because I believe in lower back, lowering the barriers to entry. All this other stuff. I in the end, it's still on ramps, and without on, and the easiest on ramps are still That's around, right. just helping banks. I mean, in the end, if you live in the states, Mastercard right. and Visa work, and they're the railroads, and just get more people on them. Exactly right. Exactly right. And so, could you instead of going to tech three that no one knows how to scale and all this other stuff? Yeah. Um, why don't you do two point two point and and, yeah. and just? I try saw and, so uh, many right. pictures. You know, I'm just. Lucky I didn't understand it because I was like, wait a minute. Like with Rally Road even, you know, as hard as it's going to yeah. be for Rally Road to, to build a business, there was like, well, why don't we do Rally Road on the blockchain? And I'm like, what's the blockchain? Like, why isn't it help to have a FINRA and SEC? I think if you're handling people's money, isn't that one of the things you actually appreciate the SEC? As bad as those agencies may be, having those stamps and taking people's money actually matters. You know, that really was insane, the, the token thing. And, you know, we'll get to tokenized probably revenue, like different types of tokenized things, but it was pretty ahead of the curve. Yeah. I think what that showed the ICO years, it was showed that the, there is power to be unlocked for unaccredited investors who can put a little bit of money in global companies. Uh, and I, I love think that. That's Correct. Re- that's Correct. Re- that's Correct. Really Which is why Rally thought, Road's right? fascinating. They, people are like, it's so right. stupid. I go, no, what's stupid is an inanimate object. What isn't stupid on the road to inanimate objects is having a piece of a car or Jordan's Jersey, you know, things that actually you can may not be able to touch every day, but like you trust the brand, you trust they're not stealing the money and you do have a secondary market for a, for an actual good. It may not, it'll fluctuate in value, et cetera. So I think that you have to like go in stages and we all made mistakes. I've, I've definitely made and lost some money in crypto, but I, 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 in America, (laughs) what really, 
what really has worked for me in around Bitcoin is just Robin the on ramps, eToro and Robinhood. Like those are good enough. That's right. And for Fred Wilson, it was Coinbase and and, and wallets. Yeah. What eventually we'll see. But in the meantime, what's you know what I really miss was neo banks, and I guess you were really early on this. And um, so I'm excited for you because that's really thank you. That's that's I know the grind and and uh, and and 45 million is a tiny amount of money in the scheme of yeah. things. Yeah, we've so done you, well. We're um, yeah. Sorry. The the uh, so the panic this panic coming back to it. Have you seen anything like it? I have seen it before. 99. Um, you were saying obviously. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the 2000, 2001, obviously way, way, um, way bigger in, in terms of, of, of the up and down. Um, saw 2008 coming, and I remember being a trader trying to, you know, you see the films on Big Short. Well, a lot of institutional traders saw that maybe 2006, mm-hmm. and, and that was a clear thing. Um, lost money trying to pick the top in that guy, um, but obviously massive in terms of its pervasive um, effect. What we saw there was... Um, you know, home wealth, it's the only asset really people hold of any, of any meaning being materially sort of gone. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and so true. Down. Like and even in this panic, I looked at my yeah. wife, I go, we have three homes. Like, yep, that's not, it. We, luckily yep. we can't sell them. Like we, we yep. love where we yep. love what we own. And that's like the core of what we own with very low, you know, carrying costs or, you know, none. And we're like, wait a minute. This is a good time for a panic. No, I mean, no, sorry. Meaning, we can't panic out. Of, we can't panic out of those things. This is, you know, you're not going to panic out of it. In fact, you've been told to go home and, and quarantine yourself. Yes. So you're definitely not getting rid. So, and also all your friends or family, you can go in the other. Place well, it's going to be a new. Uh, there was a great comic going around today about uh, a real estate agent showing a house and say, "You guys would quarantine well in this home." You know, that's a new selling point. <laughs> it was like an ad. It was really funny. The uh, exactly it's so funny that even if you explain it, people laugh. You know, the visual is what gets it, but like it's such a funny. There is some really sick, funny coronavirus jokes going around. Yeah. So, what yeah, do you think happens are. here? You're a founder. You're an investor. You're a banker. You are a manage people's yeah. money in many ways. Their last dime, meaning yeah. you are you are their lifeline. What like that's stressful. It is. Um, so I have a unique position where I've seen the sort of the one side, which is the technical side of money, and then the sort of business side, which I, we was, we're doing now and hiring and the real business activity stuff. And so, and so a unique position. I think when I saw this happen in China, uniquely worried, having lived in Asia, seeing the Chinese government fly two Taiwanese immunologists over, thought that was the biggest so you, red flag. Okay. You, yeah, that was, the, <laughs> that was the biggest red flag. I was like, that is crazy. Why would they do that? And they you know, clearly hate Taiwan. And they're taking something very, obviously something we don't know very seriously. I saw that on Twitter, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then um, just started to build like almost a macro case of what if. Um, and then and, and I, you may have seen some of my tweets. I, you know, yeah. I think this is a short, sharp technical recession. And what I mean by that is when things get going back again, um, I think if it's quick enough and within two months, of course, we'll see some small businesses, five, maybe even 10 percent sort of materially go under. Right, it's a tsunami for every stuff. portfolio is going to have tsunamis right now. Yeah, and then the, the, all this leverage. There's way so, there's too much leverage in the system. We yeah. have ten years of building up this leverage, and of course, this is going to rock every kind of basis risk. Um, and 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 I'm sure cap tables, you know, going all over the place. So you know, we don't know the repercussions yet. But what I feel is is that from a business side, um, 
it's going to be okay. I actually do think it's going to be okay. And I think, you know, in six months, are we, are we, you know, going to IMAX and watching Top Gun 2? Are we doing that or are we, or are we still at home? And I think we're not still at home. So I feel like there is an end date in the summer. Um, and I think it would be maybe before then. And, and then on the sort of institutional side, what you're seeing is I think widespread, almost mispractice of stock buybacks from corporate C, oh you know, corporate and, and the, so this is the know, log, this guys. is the this is the tide going yeah. out on that yeah so, so that's what's that's the repercussion of that i think what we're going to see is every board go back to the ceos and go hold on you financed at close to zero but you bought the stock high and now it's low we can't do anything and in fact we're drawing down with the banks and now the banks are going why the hell did we lend all that money to those big companies now we have no balance sheet. We can't support the rates market and take advantage of this opportunity. So now we've got to go to the Fed, get all the QE dollars, and then we'll twist it later on and all that stuff. So what you're seeing is like uh, like the sausage, the machine being all analyzed probably in the summer. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of CEOs, um, you know, uh, looking, the looking for new jobs. Slash, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. going to be the fall I guy. Mean, At least some people I will take so. the, the, the dive for this because it's shameful. Yeah, but it's the yeah, board it too because the board let this practice go on to get the stock price up. That's like right. it was just like a giant. So that that's where the seat. Like you look at Boeing, and there's a few other yeah. stocks, and you just see where that's really playing out. That's right. It just can't get a bid because yeah, uh, they got to go borrow at a time when yeah they they took it, they used all that cash to buy but, stock that's a hundred percent higher, fifty percent higher. That's right. I mean, Charlie Munger's uh, phrase, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, they, they get paid, like they, all these guys got paid crazy amounts of money um, to get the stock price high. And of course, nothing's illegal and it's all good. But, um, but in a strategic sense, there's been widespread mismanagement. I think that's what comes out here. Of course, we're going to see the bailouts. There's going to be Every every man and his dog, every woman and his dog getting bailed out, um, and maybe even the treasury sending checks. What we saw today, right? So, oh, is that I what he once, said today? Is that what he was saying today? Yeah, yeah, maybe a thousand dollar checks to everyone, right? So, uh, so they're reading so Twitter too. Sounds like they read the libertarians <laughs> too. Actually, unfortunately, that's the only thing that I would agree with is put the money directly. I don't want fucking Trump handling or any of these agencies handling anything. Uh, that's 100%. I heard they did That's this in 100%. Japan and people did it because of the way their culture was. People didn't even cash the checks. Yeah, they'd probably save it. Or, yeah, yeah, they, they you know, you know please cash yeah. this within 90 days. They just saved it. Like that's, that's the yeah, story yeah. about Japan because they're so culturally the same. Americans will, will lever that. A thousand bucks. Let's get five grand right. from Capital One and go blow it on a uh, couch. <laughs> so, um, well, 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 that means Casper should do a little better than the, the now. Well, I think we're seeing exactly, we're seeing some of these businesses that are just, um, they weren't real. I mean, listen, Casper's no. an amazing brand and whatever, but like, Great know, brand. it's, Great it's brand. how do you really build a long lasting? It's still a mattress company, it's not a technology company. And uh, e commerce, the way you're doing it, you're thinking more about the fintech part of it. And you're thinking more yeah. about, um, so who's the ultimate buyers of neobanks? Yeah, good question. There's, there's sort of three outcomes. Has there been an outcome lot, yet? Obviously. Has there been, I mean, obviously there's, there's Revolut. Can you just walk through the industry a little bit globally so people know the names? Yeah, absolutely. So you have sort of domestic, uh, domestic to U.S. neobanks. So you've got Chime, Current, uh, Varo. That's kind of it in terms of core banking first. There's others, Empower, Pedal, but in the Europe, there's a ton of them, correct? 
Yes. And in Europe, which went first, mainly due to they could get funding because their regulatory environment is much simpler, or at least it was pre-Brexit. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that's a double-edged sword. It means that anyone can do it. Right. And so they found their defensibility fairly low. But, but the big the, names um, are Revolut. Revolut, yep. Revolut, which is focused on sort of international travel. I would say affluent millennial who wants to go to Paris on the weekend from London, um, want to get your euros or whatever it is. Um, and you can you know load up the card. Uh-huh. Um, you have number twenty six, which was based out of Germany, Berlin, which went and opened up bank accounts across Europe. So each country, even though they're all part of the EU and have euro as the currency, they, the the banking infrastructure didn't talk to each other. And so it was very hard if you lived on the corner of the the, the Luxembourg corner of France, Belgium, Luxembourg, and Germany, and you were doing stuff in each of those countries, which was twelve miles each way or whatever it is. You um, you actually struggled. Uh, you couldn't get bank accounts very hard. And so number 26 solved a very European sort of affluent plot problem as well. Right. Um, and there's various others. Monzo, maybe uh, a little less uh, higher income, more traditional. Starling have built a very good uh, traditional bank, maybe like a the, the comp there is like an ally in America. Starling looks very similar to that in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and all of them have tried to come over here. Um and so you have the, the first group, which is sort of current China virus. The second group is the, the foreigners who you know coming over. No one from South America yet. No new bank yet, but um, they're dominating down there in South America. And then you have the third sort of bucket, which is non-core banking but fintech. So you're like a credit karma or a um, a PFM or uh, a lending product like SoFi, who's saying, hey, we'll stick a debit card on this, um, and now it's a bank. And so you have those three main buckets. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of uh, of the landscape in America right now. Yeah. So there's some Goliaths in here. You're kind of like the wedged in creative, uh, great brand, great product, great tech, uh, yeah. sneaking up uh, in 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 uh, and building a brand within this. So uh, congratulations on that. The uh, and how do you how do you like New York versus living elsewhere in the world? Is it is it the best or is it? Uh, do you long for the UK Brexit? I don't. I, actually, ironically, my wife would long for the UK. Um, her brother lives over there. But, uh, but um, yeah, a lot of family asking me when I'm coming back. But uh, I'm, I love New York. It's one place where you don't need to travel for it to change around you. So, so that that I get satisfied. Soho, especially. By. Like I think the yeah, my favorite place in the world to just sit and you go with every month. Every month, you'll see new trends emerge. Now it's the pop up stores, but. Uh, it was inevitable. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic it's a very efficient place. market here. And do you, yeah, it's, it's super efficient. And if I is it smart to ask a British guy living in New York if I was in New York and had dental problems, would I call you or an American? <laughs> you think? Like what? It was definitely that an American. I'd call an American. So, so it really isn't a yeah, wives' tale. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a wives' tale. It's definitely, you definitely call an American. And the English, uh, all the rumors are true. And before I leave, hiring. What uh, is there for our listeners? Who? What's what's the uh, stuff you guys are hiring for? Is it mostly customers yeah. in Philippines, or is it is it engineers, or is it? Yeah, good question. So we're you know we're two years behind China on their um, on their fundraise. So we're two years behind on on uh, on, on hiring. We're forty full time in New York. We'll go to a hundred over the next 12, uh, 12 months. So engineers, product. Uh, managers, product designers, looking for some C-level senior people to join us as well. I'm sure some of your listeners have got, you know, got some experience there. Uh-huh. Um, and we're raising our C in a, in a couple of months. So 
um, everyone and anyone who has accomplished and, and fit our corporate values. Well, our six listeners might have those skills. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you share this. The uh, You are a friend. You panicked. You're, you're very calm like everybody else. We talked to Shannon from Financial Gym, which I'm an angel investor, and she's great. Uh, have you talked to them at Financial Gym? No. So no, she's no, built no. like the WeWork for, it's like for cash management for women. It's like a club, and then they, they're, a co- they're, they're called BFFs, but they manage. Um, I'm going to introduce you when we hang up, and I'll send you her That'd podcast. That Okay. The, uh, but thanks for, thanks for coming in. And is the city just really quiet? It is quiet. There's no, there's no, I couldn't even lie to you. It's, uh, it's also great being a resident. Like you can just walk around a little bit and it's kind of chill, but um, obviously it's the wrong reasons, but uh, it's very quiet. Cabs are still here. Okay. Be safe. And do you think this passes without too much more damage like to people? Like what's your take on the virus following it through Taiwan and China and with all your contacts over the world? What's your just last take? Do you think? Yeah, I, th- I, I think, you know, S and P down at 2000, 2100, you I think it'll take it. us a little while. Yeah, you have to buy it. I, I'm I'm moving money right now, personally. To yeah, I started to today. And I started just, again today. You did as well. Yeah. There you today. go. So, well, I started buying normally, today. Normally, but I don't know how it'll end, but you know, I'm trading a little bit now and trying to position within, like you said, yeah. twenty, thirty more percent. Like it'd be crazy. So I got to start. It's insane. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. And in, in terms of uh, you're hearing about the virus, do you think now that we're acting, is this is this enough? Yeah, I, I think it's not a fiscal problem we have. I mean, there are obviously balance issues, and this is why we're do, they're doing what they're doing. But really, it's a leadership issue, right? And I think with Trump on TV slowly coming around, I think New York finally coming around on some of their stuff, and Boris Johnson over in the UK finally flipping on gathering. Oh, he flipped? Stuff. That's okay. what he flipped. There's no mass gatherings now. They're closing the school, all this other stuff. So finally, this is what the people wanted to see, right? They wanted to see leadership and caution because it pays. Yeah, they want government cautious. to freak out. Why do you make the citizens freak out? Governments are supposed to freak out. You're supposed to complain about, right. hey, why'd you shut the schools down? And you say, well, that's our yeah, job. Let us complain. Yeah. Yeah, let us complain that we can't do stuff. I thought yeah. closing the bars in New York City was smart because when the younger demographic, especially over in Brooklyn and the Lower East Side, were out every night. They took it as a holiday, and I was like, geez, this is... This is going to end bad. Most of them know elderly and infirm grandparents and shorts. So that was a good move uh, in my mind. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I right. really appreciate you taking the time with us. We'll share this. I think people, uh, you know, my audience in FinTech at StockTwits just be fascinated by this. And in terms of neobanks, I got to say, um, has A16Z made an investment in this space yet? No, they haven't. And they keep telling me when they do it, it'll be big and the valuation insensitive. So if any of them are listening, okay, no, Anish, Anish, just, you know, Anish, you're getting a call. I'm going to make sure Anish listens to this podcast and Anish and you are on the phone today. So that'll happen today. That's amazing. He's great. He, he really is. He just, and they just sold, he was at, uh, he was head of, I got to get him on the show actually. He was head of marketing yeah, at, um, credit, credit, credit Okay. I'm on that and we may just have to have you on a show and we'll shame him into, uh, doing the C round. Okay, buddy. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time today. All Thank right, you. Don't Mark. panic. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Don't panic. Let's not panic either. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Hey, 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 last thing. You well, there? Uh, Sop. Yeah. You know what that means in Norwegian, right? Isn't it like mushroom or something? Yeah, dude. Yeah. How did you know that? Knud <laughs> is Norwegian. Is producing and one of my best buddies. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I almost forgot. It was the only point of the show, and I almost forgot. <laughs>
I didn't even want to talk about Neil Banks. I just want to know if you knew that factoid. So how do you know that factoid? Because when you're a 12 year old boy getting bullied for the last name salt, you better find out what the hell it means. So uh, in the, you know, in Germany and, and who Canada, bullies a kid over name mushroom? I got bullied because I had a big nose and knickers. Who bullies a kid just because of their name? <laughs> Every kid that I ever guess. lived. Wow! All right, mushroom boy, Stuart, mushroom boy. We There's will. Uh, you have the last laugh. I hope on everybody. We will. Okay. Thank right. you, Howard, for your Cheers. time. Speak, Cheers. See you soon. Bye. Different. Yeah. So Almost calm. forgot. Stop. You're supposed to be producing. That was the one question well, we we're supposed you know, to ask him. You no. Know. At least prepped. we didn't go to dead air. You were prepped. How smart is that? He covered everything and then knew the name. But I guess it is a dumb question. He got fucking ridiculed as a kid because of that name. <laughs> Poor guy. So you know, the I'm, amazing thing is Americans don't do that. You just looked up his name and go, well, you know what that means in nine lines? You know what I mean? Like Americans just don't relate to anything. It's just all about America, right? We don't, we don't like, we don't look through. We just read it and repeat it. You we don't really... Up. You're brought up to think you're self-sufficient in this country, and you really aren't. Yeah. So, you know, the a community little, bit matters. Inter- little bit of international view is, is really a good thing. It's just fascinating. All right, Canute, good job. We will uh, be back with another Panic with Friends in a few. Sounds good.